1: On Monday afternoon, the rugby league world went into mourning when news broke that iconic South Sydney Rabbitohs forward John Sattler had passed away at the age of 80. Known in the game as the toughest man to pull on a footy boot, Satt's played 197 matches for his beloved bunnies as well as four tests for Australia. He was also South Sydney's proud captain in four grand final wins. Over the next hour, we'll hear from those who were Lucky enough to know John Sattler and some who even played alongside him.
2: We're all rugby league fans and we all know of Mr John Sattler. John Sattler, when you talk to anyone of his era, and Brandy, we have both had that privileged position over the years in our jobs and, and, and functions and the rest. Always find the word tough, often it's the toughest gets used the toughest player to play this great game all the thousands of players that have played it Sattler gets mentioned in that context this man this imposing force Mm. on the rugby league field and the absolute gentleman off it what what a great
3: double for a sportsman just there was tough brave and gentleman that was John
2: Sattler one man who knew him very well he is also a legend of our great game of rugby league and he's been so good to lend us some of his time. Uh, today, it's Mr Ron Coote. Ron, welcome to the program.
4: Thank you, Andrew. It's very nice, mate. It's great to be to be to come on and to speak about uh, a great mate.
2: Well, I do think you are as, <laughs> as well qualified as anyone to pay tribute to John Sattler because... Uh, for want of a phrase, you spilled blood with John on the on the rugby league field. Um, shoulder to shoulder, you were opponents there as, as 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 well. But some great times. How do you sum up John Sattler, the footballer, and John Sattler, the man?
4: Well, I'd say uh, the footballer, he was the toughest man on the field when, whenever he played. Uh, um, and he was also a very great leader uh, as captain. And he, when he played big games, it was, uh, it was great to have John Sattler leading you out. It uh, gave you confidence. Uh, uh, he was a great, you know, he was a great defender. He he, he was that was his his forte. He was really in defence. And what you said, he was the nicest man off the field, but uh, the toughest man ever on the field.
3: I, I was saying to Andrew before that for those that didn't see him play, but then meet him, have met him in later life, it was hard to look at the man that you're meeting so softly spoken always with a smile on his face he the, was, the yeah. stories that you'd hear about the toughness i'm i'm just thinking about his leadership now i'm imagining he was a leader through his actions rather than words or, or maybe it may, was he a, was he much of a talker as a captain
5: oh well, he'd, he'd, he'd he'd have plenty
4: to say when the game was on he'd given given instructions and you know and tell you hey get your Yourself in the water, sort of thing. If you if you're falling back a bit, he'd, he'd let you know about that you weren't playing, and if you weren't playing as good as what you should be.
2: Ron Kut, our special guest. Ron, for as long as the game is spoken about, um, the legend of the 1970 Grand Final. I think it's appropriate that we revisit that this morning. Your memories of that day. Um, when, when did you realise that John Sattler was playing with a broken jaw, and how bad it actually was?
4: He went up in the ruck and bucked him come the other way and and sort of just jobbed hit whacked him on the chin and 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 he he come back to me and I was sort of back there and I, well, I looked at him and he I said what's up he said I'm me chewing and when he when I looked at him his teeth were were separated and one was higher than one one section of his front teeth was higher than the other so his jaw was just snapped right through. He said, don't, don't worry about it, I'm, I'm all right. He kept playing. So I, I couldn't imagine another player doing the same thing. But uh, he, he did. That was Johnny Sattler. He was, uh, like I say, he was the toughest man I've ever played with. And
3: Ron, he wasn't, a hu- like, he wasn't a huge man. How, how, in nah, terms just, of front he rowers.
4: He played front row, but he started when he was with South in the early days. He used to play in the second row. And that's what he wanted to be. And he didn't want to move into the front row, but South, uh, sort of that, said Bobby McCarthy and Gary Stevens, all those other guys ready to go. And so they they talked him into moving into the front row, which he handled terrific. He, he was, a, he was yeah. a great front rower too. When all the biff was on, he'd be, he'd be at the touch at the head of that. He <laughs> Ron, I'm, and,
2: uh, I'm looking at the 1970 Grand Final Pack, just so people appreciate that. John Sattler... Uh, just how how great this time was this year for South Sydney. You were the lock. Second rowers Bob McCarthy, Gary Stevens. Uh, hooker was Ellen Walters. The front rowers are John Sattler and John O'Neill. Now I know there were some good packs around, but well, how on earth would any pack. team? Yeah, how would any team have got on top of that pack for skill, for toughness, for anything? That is just an awesome pack.
4: It's won yeah. the comp four times, so you know that was what right and. and and they and we all helped one another, and you know, and and filled in for each other. You know, when someone was a bit down or, that you know, had got some sort of an injury, we we'd all sort of what, mill around them and try and do do their job for a while while they they come good again. Yeah. So it was, and we were all great mates. We all used to go out together and, and have a have a uh, you know, we were we were friends. We we're great friends.
2: Mm. Scott Sattler is part of um, the SEN family broadcaster and, and each night, and we're very lucky. We love having Scott part of the program. But John, the dad, the proud dad, I mean, and you spend a lot of time with him, how proud he must have been of what Scott achieved in his career. And whether he made a grand final, yeah. or wouldn't have mattered to John. But the fact is, he did make a grand final, and he did have his grand final moment that is spoken about as much as, as indeed John's from 1970, the cover tackle of Scott in 3
4: yeah that's exactly right I mean he he was a very proud man of, of Scotty. he often spoke about him when you, when I'd been out with him on the way and the way home and when he was growing up, I sort of knew Scotty pretty well uh, and a, and a great person, Scotty and uh, yeah so look he he, he was very proud of, of what Scotty had done and yeah look it's it's a very sad time and uh, I don't I, I think he was he's he's a great man, John Sattler. he was a great man, John Sattler, and he was a great great friend. And he's yeah. all like you well said, said, he was the nicest man, nicest yeah. man yeah. on the field. But can I just say this? When you would be off the field and you'd, if you and you talk with Sats, you you wouldn't you would not think that butter had melted in his mouth. <laughs> but once he got on the no. field, he turned into a, into a
3: monster. <laughs> anyway, he's a white line man. Once he crossed that white line, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, yeah. Once he once he oh, put right. the bloody the, foot,
4: the footy boots on, there was... The, the, oh, no, it wasn't that. It was the white mouth guard. Once he put the white mouth guard in, it sort of clicked the, clicked the something in his in his mouth, which sent him, sent him into a rage, I think.
2: What a competitor. Um, good, good stuff, Again, Ron, really appreciative of your time today. Tough time for all the South Sydney family and, and those that were close to, yeah. uh, to John. And thank you for paying tribute to your great mate today. Yeah,
4: thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Brandy.
6: He was the unforgettable strongman who captained the greatest club. John Sattler was chaired from the Grand Final Arena four times as a winner.
7: People say to me, what's the most magnificent feeling in your life in rugby league? And they say, when you played for Australia, and I must say it was marvellous being chosen to play for Australia, but that very first one in 67, the feeling that we got after that game you know, with the blokes that we spent all our time together and we, every day training and, you know, the feeling was just, can't explain it.
1: Audio there, courtesy of Wide World of Sports. Next up in our tribute to the late, great John Sattler, we hear from former South Sydney halfback and coach, Craig Tugger Coleman.
8: Very, very sad day for all rugby league fans, but especially the um, all us Rabbitohs. A huge part of our life has gone today and, uh, and I'm just
9: you know, very, very upset. Yeah, Tugger, it's Matt Rogers, mate. I, I think we're all in a bit of shock. Um, you know, obviously we work with Scotty and, um, yeah, it's just, you know, he, he, hold, he held his dad in such high regard and such reverence and it's just, it was, it was so special to see that and, and to know what he'd be going through to be tough, mate. But tell me, um, South Sydney, it's just such a proud club with so much history. Where does John Sattler fit into the into the South Sydney, you know, history and the story? What does oh, he What does he mean he, to South he, Sydney?
8: He, he, he is South Sydney. He means everything, and you know, we just talking with you blokes, Matty. Yeah, you know, I, I get goosebumps talking about him because he, he meant so much to all of us. and you now he, he was our, our leader, our hero, and the legend. You know, and he, he will never ever be forgotten. And uh, I was very lucky to grow up through that era. And um, you know, we never had much as kids in Redfern in them days but but we had our footy side you know I, I remember as a kid at, at the SCG I'd go I'd on the hill there and you see him you first see him coming down the members' stairs because South played there quite often in matches today. And the biggest roar ever would come down when you see Satch leading him down the stairs the famous stairs of the SCG and yeah. I remember as a, as a kid saying I'm going to come down the stairs like Satch one day and mm. you know he, he inspired us you know to chase our dreams and um you know it's just um mate you know he, he's supposed to live forever you know heroes yeah. live, live on forever and uh that's what We
9: always thought sats would be um, yeah, so, so sad. Well, he, he, he certainly will live on forever in, in, in rugby league folklore and our memories, mate, as, as long as there's breath in our lungs, mate, we'll always remember John Sattler. Uh, tell me, you know, you went on to, to captain your beloved South Sydney. I'm sure over those times you had many conversations with, with Sats. Are there any memories of those that you can share or of times that he inspired you to, uh. to, to lift and go to that next level?
5: Oh,
8: I, I remember, um, you know, when, when I was a nine-year-old kid at Waterloo Waratahs, you know, he, he presented me with a, a, a dragster push bike, it was, I got Best and Ferris or something, back in under-9s, and I can't find the photo. My mum had it for years, and, you know, he, I know he's in shorts and then big, massive legs he had, you know, yeah. he's just, you know, but, he, uh, mate, he always inspired us. He, he was all, i, I just seen a thing on the news then, when we were marching down George Street, the, George at the front sat, and I was right beside him both, and, uh, yeah. you know, we, we were two heroes, and, um you know, it's just, uh, yeah, but he was, like, always, you know, always talking to us whenever he seen us. You know, he'd sing that the Victory song, he'd sing it so well, he knew he knew the whole the whole lines of it, you know. And, and you know, it just, uh, you know, any time you see him, he was such a gentleman, he'd shake your hand, give you a hug, and, you know, hey, how are you going, Craig, and how's your family? And, you know, it was always how you were, not, not, not about him. And, uh, you know, it was just always great to be in his company.
10: Yeah, you hear so many stories like that. Tugger, that he is is just—he gave so much time and uh, effort to a, a lot of people, complete strangers. Didn't matter where you're from, just just complete strangers. Is he the toughest player you've ever seen? Put on the red and green.
8: Oh, without doubt, yeah, without doubt. And um, I, I get on Bobby McCarthy's company quite often, and, and he, he he just tells stories about Sats, and I can sit there and listen to the same ones over and over again, and just how how, how that his team who uh South Royalty, you know, McCarthy, Cook, O'Neill, um, Stephen, Sate, Bobby Grant, you know, the list goes on and on. And the the all they talk about him, you know, and you know, B- B- Bobby just Bobby tells a story when he first come down, he used to drive the train and in his little Volkswagen all the way from Newcastle and um one of the first games he, he gets his eye split open or something and half time, you know, doctors stitching up with a little hook in your eye and there's a bang on the on, on the dressing room door and Clive Clive Joseph says, "Who's there?" He says, "It's Ivan Sattler. Let me in that as his father." And he, Bob, Bobby said, the, the, you know, the, the, "He's still got the hook in his eye." And he said, "Get off that table." <laughs> he, he's wrapping the um, tape tape around his head, right? And He said, "Get back out there, John, or get in that car and get home." <laughs> and oh, uh, wow. you know, and and and, and, the, and the rest, the rest is folklore. You know yeah. I mean? The rest, it's just you know the stories that that was in one of his. Second games or something with the club, and he used to drive all the way down. Back in them days, there was no highways, you <laughs> know. Yeah, you know, it's just um, you know, he was just a giant of a man, and um, you know, as I said before, it's um very very sad day for all for all rugby league because you know they they people pass the legend. Tag a bit too often sometimes, but you know John
9: Sattler was a, was a real one. He was a real legend. Yeah, he was, mate. And, and you know when you when you talk about you know John Sattler being you know the toughest man to pull on the red and green, and you think about the players that have you know your Ian Roberts, your Les Davidsons, your David Boyle's, your Mario Fenix, your Sam Burgess. I mean, there's a list of some of the hardest men to play the game, and and Johnny Sattler probably tops that, mate. It's 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 so um, ironic how the rugby league world works. You know, Satt's led... You know, South Sydney to premiership glory over Manly Warringah with a broken jaw for 77 minutes. And this weekend, South Sydney come up against Manly Warringah. I'm sure there's going to be um, a special tribute planned, mate. uh, Will you be out at the game?
8: Oh, yeah, for sure. And, um, yeah, I was just saying to someone before how how ironic. He passed away the week they're leading into Manly. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure, you know, Coach Dimitri will have the boys. I don't need to fire them up, but, um, you know, just... To, to know they're going to be wearing black armbands in honour of the one of the greatest Rabbitohs of all time. And, um, you know, he is, as I said before, he, you know, he was our leader. And, um, you know, the, the whole stadium will be full of tears. And, you know, so it's just, um, you know, as I said before, you know, your hero is supposed to live forever.
0: And joining us on the programming, South Sydney Chairman Nick Pappas. It's been a sobering 24 hours, I must say. Um, no
6: one who has a connection to the Rabbitohs could not be moved by the loss, John. Um, he you know, represented everything that was great about the Rabbitohs, and uh, it runs very deep, I must say, across our club, across the code, across Australian sport, I think just what a legend the man was.
0: Where do you start, Nick, when you try and reflect on a man like John Sattler, as I mentioned there, and and you just said the word the legend, I mean, there's the legend, there's the footy player, there's the family man, there's gentleman John Sattler as well, so where do you start in those reflections?
6: Yeah, I called him, actually, yesterday, the legend of legends. I mean, he amongst the legends, he was a legend. Um, tough and uncompromising on the field, and yet, at the same time, very measured and, and eloquent off the field. And, and that was that, that contradiction, of course, and, and, and accompanying that, a wonderful humility, which I think we can all learn from today. Uh, so understated about his achievements and uh, always talked about others, always talked about the team first, the club first. And I think that's what endeared him to so many people.
0: Do you remember your first meeting with John?
6: Oh, I do. I do. Uh, It was during difficult times at the Rabbitohs when we were uh, expelled from the competition. I was then the club lawyer and meeting John. I mean, I was meeting one of my my gods. I mean, uh, just a handshake. I remember the handshake. I remember the the large hand and uh, gripping my baby hand and... uh, and I remember his, his, his words of wisdom. I particularly remembered yesterday John addressing the 80,000 that had marched in, 2000, in 20, 20, 2001 mm. uh, seeking reinstatement uh, to the competition. And I remember John walking up the steps of the town hall and addressing the crowd and looking at the faces of the crowd. It was like... They believed. When John said we were going to fight this and we were going to fight to death, obviously accompanied by other greats like George Piggins, but when John said it, people believed and people listened. And I'll never forget that moment when there was this hushed silence along George Street, 80,000 people all looking at John's face as he said those words. And. It's a moment that will never leave me.
0: I watched some of that last night on the news, Nick, and and I, you know, vividly remember those images as well. And there's John addressing the crowd. There he is side by side with George Piggins leading the throng. He's got the the big old uh, mobile phone attached to the the belt while he's making those. I mean, it's a throwback from yesteryear. But take us, if you can, behind the scenes then of, of what people like Johnny Sattler... We know the role that uh, George played in particular and so many of the big names played. But what, what else happened behind the scenes that, that said to you, we've got the right man in our corner here? Uh,
6: John was a galvanising influence. He, he galvanised the crowd on that day that I just referred to. He galvanised privately behind the scenes. And he gave, us, he gave us the fortitude, Matt. He gave us the fortitude to take on what was then seen to be an impossible fight. Uh, as I said, if, you, if John was in the room with you, you felt good about marching on and, and taking on the opposition. I'm sure it was the same in the sheds when he, was, when he was playing and he was captaining the side. And it was definitely the same when we were in the courts. If John was with us, we were going to be fine.
0: You use the word legend of, of legends. Is there, is there one word that you could finish off that I think summarises or perhaps you think summarises the, the life of John Sattler?
6: Unforgettable that's the word, you know, his memory with our club will be eternal. Um, He's unforgettable. He, he stands apart and he always will. And, I've, and, you know, I talked to my son yesterday who's you know in his early 30s and obviously never saw Sattler play. But the impact that it had on him um, reinforced in my mind just how unforgettable his legacy is. And that's what a true legacy is, something that is, felt by generations who didn't actually experience the deeds of the great man. Mm. Uh, but they understand, and my son and generations that will come after him will understand just what a person Sattler was. That dichotomy between the warrior on the field and the gentleman off the field that's been repeated so many times in the last 24 hours uh, reinforces to all of us just how what a great role sport can play if you conduct yourself in the right manner.
10: Jason Demetrio on the line. No doubt a tough week, not only for the Sattler family, but for the Rabbitohs Club. jace uh, explain to our listeners what John Sattler means to South Sydney.
11: It's hard to put into words uh, what he means to the club and that era of power means to the club as well, but um, since my time at the club, or growing up as a football lover, you know Sattler's name was in, trenched in uh, rugby league folklore and then to work at a place like South Sydney, you quickly come understand why and there's a fair amount of passion from our supporters and um, you know John's time at the club, not only as a player, but what he did in terms of leading the march to get the club back in um, to the NRL and what he showed, how much the club meant to him has left a lasting legacy and there's no doubt what he brought to the club is etched in the four walls inside Redfern and uh, we'll be sure to take that. Uh, with us to Heffron as well when we moved. Yeah. But John's contribution to the club was, was enormous, and uh, I, re- I even remember last year in the final series, and uh, Saus sending me a message um, from John saying that was old school Rabbitohs, and we beat the Roosters in the final. So he was still uh, up until then really enjoying watching the bunnies play.
9: Mate, look, it's it's a tough week for South fans, uh, for South players, for the coaching staff, and anyone involved with the club. Mate, how, I mean, it's going to be tough to manage. How, how are you going to, I guess, temper the emotions? Because, I mean, it can be a pretty exhausting week with all this emotion sort of flowing. Uh, is there, Have you got any plans to sort of try to keep the guys protected?
11: I want it to be a celebration. I want us to celebrate uh, the great things that he brought to our club on the field and off the field. And uh, I think the players will embrace that pretty well and, and use that as a little bit of extra motivation. You know, it's, the players are fairly motivated anyway, but... Uh, when you're putting on that tribute jersey, I'm sure that it'll mean a lot to
10: him. Unbelievable, the the fact that, you know, John did pass away this week and you're taking on Manly, almost a reenactment of that 1970 grand final. So Mm. uh, best of luck tonight. I'm sure uh, a lot of NRL fans and and particularly, obviously, the South Sydney fans right behind the team this week. Best of luck, Jason. Yeah, good luck, mate. All right, thanks,
11: guys. A special occasion that we're
3: looking forward to. And there was nothing left People like us in September 1970.
9: Some work the Everly Railway arts, some work the Tan reason the botany show. We didn't work a Saturday that John sat and broke his jaw. If it's high enough, if it's
7: long enough, if it's straight between the posts
5: drink your beer and shed no tears that these days.
1: What a brilliant tribute to the late great John Sattler. Now, we know John as an icon of the code, and he was lucky enough to play with some of the all-time greats during his career. And I was lucky enough to catch up with one of those very icons this week, a brilliant player in his own right, a former teammate of Sats' legendary Bobby McCarthy. The two knew each other almost their entire lives so I began by asking Bob if he remembers the day he first met John Sattler.
12: Well I was only a kid then. I was I was 18 and when he, when Johnny came down he was 20 he he got brought down as a lock forward as he played against the Poms that come out in 1962 for Newcastle and uh, uh, there's an all in blue after the game all that type of stuff and Newcastle knocked him over and South saw something in him that uh, they thought they'd, they'd get, so they brought him down the next year as a lock forward. And I was, I was only eighteen, and I was, I think I was programmed to play second grade for the year in, as a lock forward, and then progress up. But um, in Sats' first game in the pre-season comp uh, at Redfern Oval, there he got sent off, and uh, which was unusual for him. <laughs> <laughs> it was the start of uh, many of many a journey for him, and. And I must have played alright right in second grade because the next week when Sat's got, a, Sats got a week for it and I come up and played the next week and first grade and I must have went a right again. And I kept the locks forward, forward spot for the rest of the year and they pushed Johnny up or Sats up to second row and he stayed there for a couple of years until Ronnie Coote came up. And then I got put, because I was getting too big, I got pushed up to uh, second row with Sats. And and then when Gary Stevens and these other blokes come up, he finished up in the front row where we finished up captain in Australia and playing for Australia. So... Um, well, my, my first introduction to him was was way back then, and I remember in our first year we were playing Parramatta out at um, Cumberland Oval, the old Cumberland Oval. Yeah. And I was walking in the dressing room, walking in along the front of the old. Remember the old wooden grandstand there at Cumberland Oval? Yes. Before they pulled it down. Anyway, uh, I was walking in, and Sats was signing some autographs just in front of me, and I noticed he had a cast on his hand, and I said to him, um, "What what happened, mate?" And he said, "Oh, I he said I dropped them." In those days, when sets come down, he, he, he spent a couple of weeks working at General Motors Holden, which is East Gardens, now out there at Pagewood. Um, yeah, and he worked he worked there on the assembly line, and apparently one of the machine one of the engines. Fell or got misplaced somehow in the air on on, on the chain, and it fell down and set said his hand. that landed on his hand and broke his hand. And uh, he had this plaster on his car, uh, plaster on his wrist. And I said, uh, "How long are you out for?" And he said, "I'm playing." He can't play with that. He said, "I'll be right." So we got in the dressing room, and I think I said something to Michael Perry or someone there. I said, he Sacks's hand?" He thinks he's going to play, and they just still laughed. And in those days, there was no doctors, but they used to bring a box along that had um, you know smelling salts and, and bandages and scissors in there, and he. Pulled the box up on the table and got the scissors out and cut the plaster cast off and went out. And you know, apparently, in those days, at had a pretty pretty good side. They had a good, t- tough pack of forwards. They had you know, blokes with the ilk of uh, Tick Dornett and Brian Ambly and Ron yeah, Lynch,
3: yeah,
12: Billy Rayner. Billy Rayner, they all played for Australia, so they were pretty willing mob. Anyway, Sets so went out in the field and uh, slapped a few blokes around and got slapped back. and when the game was over, I said, what are you going to do with your arm? And he said, oh, I'll just go back to the house in the hospital and get it plastered um, up again. Yeah. So we knew then that he was uh, he was a tough nut.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah.
12: <laughs> or, or mad.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Rough and ready, a little bit wild. Uh, you mentioned the fact that he, he might have got sent off in his first game. It seemed to be yeah. a, a trend for him early on. But what happened in 1967? I know you had success in 65, losing to the great Dragons side but 67 Clive Churchill comes what did Clive see in John that made him captaincy material
12: well they could see we we all we all you know believed in him and all that type of stuff and like the way he played like even though we all couldn't do that way otherwise we'd all finish on the bench but uh, he could see captaincy material in him the way he, he sort of spoke and everyone respected him and and I think one of the reasons, as the press said, was to calm him down. But it never calmed him down. I mean, I, I know he did get sent off more times before he was captain than when he was captain. But even when he was captain, he used to get sent off. And then I remember a few guys. I think he held the record for most send-offs. Right. I think Noel Kelly might have been up near him. But Noel Kelly, Noel Kelly said that he got sent off more for scrum infringements than you know, punching or fighting or whatever. And so Sat's more or less held the record for the for the for the, for the and stuff. And um, I, many a time he, he, when he got sent off, he'd look back at me and just say, Macca, When he's walking off the field and he got sent off, he says, um, "You take over. You make sure you get us home." You know, and, and we done that a few times with with twelve men, and I think we beat our main once in in 1964 with eleven men. So we had a pretty good side, you know. That uh, he, uh, you know, he held the record, and uh, he, I don't think he's real proud of it, going to get set off. But I think <laughs> that's the way he was. You know, he he just kept um, kept he just got inflicting and punishment. And he knew that back in those days it was a matter of getting at the top of your opposition. And that was his, his main aim. And
1: he tried to play it to the fore. Yeah. You can't talk John Sutler without talking the 1970 grand final. 77 minutes of the game he played with uh-huh. a, a jaw that was fractured in three parts. I thought the the really interesting part, and I you know read all the stories and, and, and see the uh-huh. vision. And the little entry in the Wikipedia page that said John Bucknell did not finish... The game. Can you tell us about being on the field with John at that time, and 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 what the team's response was to his broken jaw? Yeah. Well,
12: you know, Sats put it on. He, he I was on the same side of the rack with him, and he sort of gave uh, Johnny um, Bucknell a bit of a touch up first, and and thought he'd sort of just drop off. But as Sats turned around, Johnny Bucknell would have been all fired up. It was in the first couple of minutes. The grand final, and he would have been revved up by his coach to um, don't take any crap off the South, you know, tough blokes and all yeah. that. And uh, uh, Sats went whack and give him a bit of a touch up, and then Sats turned his head. Bucknell's gone crash and bucknell has gone crashing. Buckner was like you; he was a big tall bloke, and he sort of punched Sats downwards. Like if he would have punched Sats with a normal punch, Sats used to wear this big, um, like boxer's mouth guard, and, and the and the punch would have uh, the teeth. Would, his te- his bottom jaw would have would have um, just sort of shocked up with the with the mouth the mouth got Yeah. But um, because he th- he was so tall that Satsy sort of punched him downwards, and Satsy's jaw come apart. And uh, I seen him go to the ground, and he was a bit stunned there for a while. And I just thought, I'll oh, bet you know, I forgot about him for a couple of seconds because say you know we're trying to on top of it, I forget who had the ball or whatever then. Sat, I said, Sat's you you right? And when he looked at me, I could see one row of teeth on one side and one row of teeth on the other side. Oh. It was like the first floor of the, in the basement with his teeth. Wow. And we just said to each other with the forwards, you know, when Sats has broke his door, we better kick the ball off him and he wouldn't go off. And at half time, we said, you got to go. And he, he said, no, he said, don't play around me. He said, give me the ball. And he said, no, we'll handle it, mate. And he said, no, no, give it to me. I'll freaking give you the touch up you know so we give, we'll we give him the ball and they knew that he had a broken jaw yeah. I think Pogo Morgan gave it to him first up when he took the ball up from the kickoff in big Pogo just went smash and smashed him straight in the head and I thought that'll be the end of him now and we'll get someone out from the second grade but he just got up played the ball and got back into the game and we won the grand final and made that speech and he made a lap of honour and went in the dressing room and he he um, you remember the in the the end dressing room. And they used to have a bath up in the corner. Yeah, the bath was in the room on its own, and that's got Johnny Johnny Martin, one of the officials, to go in there and uh, and uh, put the bath on for him so he could fix his jaw up. Because that night they were picking the Australian side to go to England for the uh, World Cup, and he would have been captain and after the games. Then, and they were walking up saying. Uh, uh, Sats broke his jaw, and we're saying, Oh, I don't know what you talking about, you know, and all that. And then so they went over to where the bath was, and they're saying that Sats, you got right there, Sats. And Sats was saying, I'll be out in a minute. And Clive came over and said, Come on, you better come out, Sats. These blokes have got to file their stories, you know, before six o'clock, you know, yeah. whatever it was. And yeah. he said, I'll be out in a minute. And so all of a sudden the door opened, and we all looked over to see what was going to happen. And he Sats opened the door, and he as he went to say hello, his jaw fell apart again. And yeah. him later, after a couple of weeks after, when he, Come back out of the hospital. I said, "What was you doing in, the, in that thing?" And he said, "I was trying to push my jaw back into place, but <laughs> when he opened his mouth, it all come apart again." <laughs> uh, uh. He was hoping he would, have, he would have, you know, he would have got through the medical of going to England and captain the Aussies, but I don't know he was going to play if they would have broken <laughs> yeah. jaw. Uh, but extreme. it was a tough nut, like, you know, when yeah. they made him, they saw. Him made
1: the all yeah i'll tell you what bob I, you know reading today and 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 hearing people's thoughts and hearing your thoughts on it it's a reminder of why we love the game it's a reminder of why we love a team and it's a reminder of you know why we respect the the people that have have come before and and dug the well it's been incredible to talk to you mate I'm, it's great to share some memories of a, a very special human that you obviously had a very close relationship with and i, I really appreciate your time today bob
12: uh, thanks very much, Jimmy. I mean, yeah, it's a very sad day for rugby league in general, but um you know, he he's a great father and they're very close, to his family my family.
1: Thanks for your time,
12: Bob McCarthy. All right, Jimmy, thanks mate <laughs>
6: good leading 12 points to six at half time but there was plenty of concern in the south dressing room over sattler's smashed jaw his longtime compatriot up front john o'neill
10: i said to him i said uh, what's wrong and this part of his jaw was dropped and these teeth level at the bottom of these teeth they were split through the middle and split up here and i said oh gee whiz mate i said you broke your jaw you better get off the field he said no i'll be right i'll go no, and get off i said you've got a broken jaw i said it's smashed Anyway, he, he, uh, he stayed on. You couldn't get him off. And at halftime, I thought, oh, well, but there's no in the world we can keep him down. it was a brilliant effort. It was a great effort. It was just, a, just sheer uh, uh, toughness and guts. Another major triumph for the South Sydney Rabbitohs
6: and for master coach, Clive Churchill. And what a courageous performance by John Sattler, one that will never be erased in the minds of all ardent
7: South followers.
10: Sports Day, Matt Rogers, Jason Matthews, mm. And our great mate, Scotty Sattler. Yeah, mate, I'm surprised to see you. Sorry if I keep breaking
7: down. <laughs> yeah, you're right, yeah, mate. You're so right. I've taking deep breaths. But um, oh, I just felt as though that I want to start celebrating him. Yeah, for so long now, so many people would would see me in the street and say, how's Dad going? And you've got to try and explain, oh, he's not that great. You know, he's battling he had dementia. And when it happened yesterday, I, would, you know, obviously there's that, that real grieving process, which we'll go, we'll go through for a while at the moment. Um, but I, I just want to start celebrating how how good of a guy he was. Yeah. You know, everyone talks about his rugby league career. and you know, Growing up as a kid, I looked at him as a fan, and you see your dad getting stopped by everyone. And my dad, your dad was in pubs as well, so very <laughs> yeah. special people are publicans back mm. in the day, and it means they're great with people and they give their time. Mm. Sometimes their greatest strength is also their greatest weakness, which means they give all their time to everyone else. Yeah, their the, wrong, the wrong people. Yeah. Saying, what about me? So, yeah, you know, I, I used to love watching him just, just give everyone his time, and so, yeah, you know, I want to start talking about. Everyone knows how great of a rugby league player he was, how great of a leader he was. Yeah, you know, my greatest memories of how he tried to shape me as a, as a young man, watching the way that he just was with people, and I always use this. This quote that you know, they said, "What was a lot like growing up in pubs with your dad?" And I said, "He he taught me to talk to the bricklayer and the barrister." Yeah. In, in the one con- con- conversation, so yeah, you know, guys, I'm still going to do a lot of grieving. I've, I've never cried so much in my life, but um, I just want to start talking about him as a guy. Yeah, you know, Garrick Morgan, who you know through yep. rugby Ratton, who I you know we I knew him through our fathers who played against each other and. And I got to play with Garrick at the Crushers and we've remained very good friends. And he texted me today, sorry to hear about, you know, condolences to your family. What I loved about your father is he made you feel like the most special person in the room.
4: Mm.
7: Wow. Bob McCarthy used to always say, he looks like a choir boy, but he played like the devil. Yeah. And he said, I've seen so many time sets that I've been on the field with him.
9: The perfect teammate, really?
7: Yeah, I heard you say that yesterday. You know, yeah. he, 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 I looked at him the way that he was with his teammates and... And I just, if I could understand why Clive made him captain in 67 and, and why it was such a big gamble, but he saw, he was one of the only people that saw something in him. But Bob McCarthy used to always say, you know, he looks like a choir boy, plays like the devil, he said, because I'd see him on a Sunday afternoon at Redfern try and maim people who, who were trying to stand over his teammates. And he said... And within half an hour after the game finishing, I, we'd walk out the front of Redfern Oval and he'd be helping some old lady across Charmer Street to the <laughs> Leagues Club. And he said it was just, you know, just such a contrast to the guy that you saw on the field who, you know, he's famous for, you know, everyone says he broke his jaw on the grand final. He actually he actually smashed it in three places, you know, and and every, you know, he's famous for that. But, you know, he was a tremendous rugby league player outside of that. A great team man, but just one of the real good guys. And so many people have, have texted me today and have said, yo, I used to go and see him at the, the pub, the Stratty Hotel that he had, or the Queen's Hotel, or the Cecil, or the Pacific, or the, the Runcorn, the Lawton, the Redcliffe Hotel, all these pubs that we ran over the years. And and we lived in those pubs as well. And so many people have reached out and just sort of said, you know, he just, he just made me feel so special when I came into the pub. He always knew what I drank, and he treated me like I was the most important person in,
10: in the world. We had people last night texting us, and even though they copped a wallop from your old man in the pub, particularly running nude, <laughs> uh, be done <laughs> through a big garden. But yeah. he, you know, he go, come on, put your clothes back on and just sit over there and shut up. You know, yeah. like everyone said he did it with affection. And everyone's yeah. got a John Sattler story.
7: Yeah, you know, he, he did. He touched a lot of people emotionally because he just he wanted to help people. He just always wanted to help people. He did. Um, he did, yeah. And, mm. and as I, as we just said, Matty, our fathers' their greatest strength is also their greatest weakness. Yeah. And as sons, we know their weaknesses. Yeah. Um, from the outside, people see this this great person, which they are. But then, as a, as a child, sometimes you're craving their attention, but they're you know, they're so hell bent on trying to help everyone else because they know that they're there to secure and protect their family.
9: How did you how did you go with that, such as, as a young boy coming up, and like, I mean, John Sattler is just known. By everyone is like the toughest human, to you know, lace on a footy boot. So how did you go with it playing as a young kid? Like it as a kid, I was okay. My mum copped grief yeah.
7: from other junior club parents, right? Um, and to the point where he used to get physical on the sideline, where she'd be attacked. And oh, thank <laughs> God. Yeah, and then <laughs> she, um, did, she, did she
9: break anyone's jaw? Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> she only broke a nail. That's
7: <laughs> it. But um, you know, been I mean, and he never he never entered his into my football career. He never tried to give me a lot of. Yeah, you know, I had a lot of advice. Jared mm. Wallace's dad, Craig Wallace's, and I were v- are very good friends. And, and um, we played, we were the front rowers in the under-19 runaway bay team. We'd gone through the whole season undefeated and we played blamble jets in the grand final at Seagull Stadium. Yeah. And we were losing at half time. I remember we were walking into the dressing sheds and my dad was waiting outside the dressing sheds, which he never did. Unusual, right? And he said to me, if you lose this grand final, it's because of the two front rowers. It's always about the front rowers. And I looked at Wall, and Wall looked at me, and we went out and played like Arthur Beetson in the second half, both of us, and, and won the game. And yeah. he texted me about that today. And, um, you know, I, I never – I actually – you know what, Raton? I don't know whether you're the same. I never struggled with living in the shadow. I, no, I, I, I didn't. I no. actually I, – I liked it. I used it as a privilege. I revelled it. I, I revelled in it, yeah. And also, it meant that people were going to watch you far more closely than yeah. anyone else. So it sort of put a bit of pressure on the sense that you just got to be at your best. Yeah. So. You know, he always taught me, make sure you got the firmest handshake in the room, which I've tried to push onto my son as well. And yeah, you know, I, I just want to start celebrating his life now.
1: Well, that's a great tribute, Sat. Some great words from Scott there to remember and celebrate a legend who was also a father, a husband, a grandfather and a friend. John's greatness on the football field was matched by his gentlemanly manner off that field. As a former Rabbitohs player, the name Sattler reverberated around Redfern like a song line. The fans quick to acknowledge that Captain Sattler was the benchmark to which all other Rabbitohs aspired, but invariably fell short. The South Sydney Rabbitohs will take to the field tonight for the first time since we heard of the passing of John Sattler. And, fittingly, they play the Manly Seagulls. The side they beat in the 1970 grand final... When John Sattler played 77 minutes with a broken jaw and confirmed his place in the annals of rugby league history as one of the toughest to ever play the game. One way or another, win, lose, or draw, when the final siren sounds tonight, it'll be emotional. Scott will be there on behalf of the Sattler family, and the Rabbitoh's faithful will sing Glory, Glory in a tribute to a fallen icon. What better way to finish our tribute to John Sattler than to have him? sing the original South Sydney victory song. Johnny Sattler, a legend of our sport and country. And again, we send our thoughts and prayers to our great mate Scott and the entire Sattler family.
5: And now that we're all round the bar And the captain's declared it a call We're drinking our way through the night and we're having the time of our lives Throw the empties away, start again For the boys of South Sydney are together We'll drink till the dawn breaks again And may the citizens of South Sydney last forever Oh, we never stagger, we never fall we sober up on pure alcohol while our royal sons go marching up to the Buffalo more And we'll guzzle, 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 and we'll tip it down our muzzle and sing our theodore loud and clear, more beer, and we'll drink all night. Until we're very tired of the shades of wherever we are. We've got six hefty forwards and seven greedy backs. And plenty of, plenty of asparagus to keep the blood just back. When the skin and hair is flying and the slaughter has begun. Three cheers for the good old rabbis for the victory we have won. Glory, dear boys, too, we are together. Every now and then we have a win. We will play them all around on their home or gandy ground.
7: If they'll
5: only play a fair and honest game.
7: Hey. hey. That's awesome. Thanks for doing that, Dad. That's all right, mate. See See, you, mate. See you, buddy.